0: Yes, ma'am. Welcome. Uh, We're going to try this again. I do hear a little loop. I don't know if it's coming that way to you all, but I'm hearing myself twice. Before I continue, just shoot me. uh, Okay. They said they can hear me and the loop is gone. Praise. Look at God coming on through in the midnight hour. Amen. So uh welcome to the MJB Music with JB Podcast. I'm your host, Mario J. Brown, singer, songwriter, and CEO of MJB Music. And my co-host here who's running the show uh may have some technical difficulties right now, but that's my man JB, better known as Pastor. Uh some you- some of the other stuff too, like uh I, I write songs and I and I play the keyboard and uh I do graphic design. I do a I do a couple different things. Oh, yeah. Man of many hats, many hats. Um, so if you missed it the first time, uh, we started this podcast to bring you everything music, education and culture. And what that means is we've had an opportunity to reach back to some key uh, people in the industry and professionals just all around that have taken time to really learn their craft. And we're bringing it to you um, so that you can become better at what you do as it relates to entertainment industry. So um, on this show, you can expect uh, to hear from various entertainment industry professionals, such as producers. Uh, We hear from songwriters, makeup artists, entertainment lawyers, photographers, musicians, and so much more. Some of y'all may be thinking, uh, what does makeup artists have to do with anything? Well, we're going to tell you even tonight how that affects the artists because it's all part of imaging. It's all part of branding. It's all part of artist development. And you want to look the part. So uh, we're going to get some tools and tips from makeup artists tonight. And um, so that's our, our topic tonight is the art of makeup, because there is an art to it. I mean, I know we got some people out here that throw stuff on their face and, you know, they leave the house looking, you know, they love it. And um, <laughs> we got we're going to get some tips to kind of uh, enhance the beauty. Amen. So uh, <laughs> Keisha Roper is a renowned beauty expert based in the city of Milwaukee as one of the top rated makeup artists in the state of Wisconsin. Her innovation not only exceeds the expectation of her clients, but also allows them to receive a unique personalized look. As a licensed esthetician, Keisha's focus is skin, skin, skin. She believes that makeup should simply enhance your natural beauty. But, um, before we talk to Miss Keisha tonight, uh, JB, I know we had maybe a, a culture moment of the day. I know we have some difficulties. I don't know if you still want to run that, but um, if so, let's. what's going on in our culture? What's the news flash moment of the day? Yeah, so I know in the news, there has been talks of um, you know, with the COVID-19 going on and everything, there has been talks uh, about um, what to do and how to move forward. And so uh, recently there was uh, circulating on the web, there is uh, some, some doctors that uh, I I think they were standing out in front of the white, uh, uh in front of the government. Uh I think it was a White House building. That's what it looks like, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I lost video. Hold on. You know what? We're going to keep it moving. I think basically he was speaking to, y'all seen that doctor that was online um, and she was saying basically she's treated our however many number of patients and they, none of them have, they've all recovered from COVID based on the, um, you know, the way that she's been treating them. And so, um, she's been under a lot of, I don't want to say attack, but, um, a lot of people, some people are saying pray for her because she didn't let out the secret. And then others are saying, um, what she's saying is not true. So we don't know what to believe. All we know to do is, uh, to pray and uh, continue to trust God on our journey because You just, you just never know. You know, we went ham sharing the video, sharing, sharing, sharing. Then it comes out that I think she's one of these false prophets. So (laughs) (laughs) who knows what the situation is, man? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Continue to wear your mask. What'd you say, bro? Continue to wear your mask. Yeah. 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 Bottom line, bottom line. Do what you got to do to stay safe. And, um, so today, man, we're going to get right into our topic. Um, again, we're talking about the art of makeup, um, you know, I understand that it's important. That's something that our, our beautiful women, you know, that they. I'm sure we'll get some ladies on tonight. Matter of fact, let me start shouting out a few people. Melanie McColl is online. Uh, Jacob Ware, Dana Rice. We see you, Ray. Ray, what's up, bro? Betty, Nikki, Nicole, John, Causey, Demar Lewis, Kenya folks, my wife, Kenya Patterson, Sandra Burnett, Jacqueline Clement. Oh yeah, Keisha, they on here. They 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 came to see you, sister. They came to see you. And I'm glad they came to see you because I can't tell them nothing about makeup. All I know is I feel like I wanted to ask you is the Joker face in? Because, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what I've seen sometimes. I mean, when you wear it right as a man, I'm just going to come speak for myself. I don't like my wife to have on heavy. Heavy makeup, You know, I like for it to be natural, almost looking like, you know, she don't even have it on me personally. Now, I can't speak for all men. Maybe they like the, the look where it's heavier and a little bit thicker. But, you know, I don't know. But for most men that I've talked to, they kind of err on the side of less is more. Um, so, I guess we'll speak to that in a little bit as well. Um, but without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Miss, my sister, Miss Keisha Roper. Sister, Hi. welcome. <laughs> What's happening? You know it's love well, because
1: I'm out here. I still got my wig on in the midnight hour. I'm, you know. <laughs> Here for y'all. This usually
0: would be on the little mannequin head by now. Ah, Hey, I appreciate it. I know it's a sacrifice. You're making a sacrifice for your brother, and I I appreciate it. It's all
1: love.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. of course. You were one of the first that I thought of because I know how much you've put into um, your craft and that you take it, you know, serious. And I've watched you grow in it. I, I remember, you know, when you kind of started out, and it seemed like you blew up overnight. It seems like that, but you know. I'm, you may have a different story, but I, it just seems like your name became a household name in a matter of like months. That's what it's that's what it felt like to me. But first of all, I want to ask you, where did your passion come from uh, to do makeup?
1: So my passion for makeup came as a very, very little girl. My mom. Um, shout out Sheila Felder. Hey, girl. Uh, my mom actually has been a Mary Kay consultant my entire life. And as a Mary Kay consultant, they don't really teach um the saleswomen, much about makeup. It's more about skin. And so I really kind of learned the skincare at a young age. And of course, my house was full of makeup. So I always was playing in it and Ma, can I do your makeup, you know, messing up my sister's face and everybody else. And it was something that actually I really, truly enjoyed. It became my passion, something that I was really, truly good at. But I never thought that I could make a career out of being a makeup artist. It really wasn't popular until Kim Kardashian really came out and she had all this banana powder and craziness on the Internet. And women were like, well, what is it that she's using and how does she look so good? And then it kind of became popular maybe about, I say, like 11 years ago, 11 mm-hmm. 12 years ago, where the average woman wanted to really focus on getting her face done. But just like you said, like for me, it's all it's a lot of things now when you're saying is the Joker face (laughs) popular to me, I call it the drag hand. And unfortunately that is something that's very popular right now. And that's something that I try to uh, by all means avoid because I think definitely be true to yourself. And this is something that I feel like God gave me a gift and you think that I blew up overnight, but you know, if he gives you a gift, it's going to make room for you. And that's exactly kind of what happened for me. Um, when I started, I went to school in Atlanta. I went to the Atlanta uh, Institute of Massage and Aesthetics and I wanted to become an esthetician. And basically what an esthetician is, is if you go and you get a facial or if you get a cellulite wrap, chemical peel, microdermabrasion, things of those nature to, to take care of your skin. And so for me, skin care is the basis of everything that I do. So no matter how you come in, if the foundation isn't good, mm-hmm. I can only totally do so much. I'm not Jesus. I have no magic wand. I can't remove texture from your skin. So my focus for mm-hmm. women is always to take care of the foundation. So when you're not wearing any makeup, you still actually look good. Because for me, it's about revealing what's naturally already there. I don't want to apply a whole new new face. So like on my old business card, it used to say, beauty is revealed, not applied. And that's mm-hmm. exactly but I try to stick to. I know there's a lot of people that get into it nowadays for the money because being a makeup artist is trendy and all I can catch, I can make some money, but it really has to be something that you educate yourself on, especially nowadays, because just like he was talking about with COVID, unfortunately, if you don't have, if your makeup artist doesn't have a background in something that they were licensed in. Before I was a makeup artist, I was a licensed nail tech. Um, and then I went to school to become a licensed esthetician. When you go to school for something and you have to go to a licensing board, the main thing that they focus on is safety and sanitation. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to somebody and they have not had a bunch of time in safety and sanitation, nine times out of 10, they're not going to protect you properly. So when you're going to a makeup artist, you should be going to someone who is using disposable wands. So For instance, if I'm putting mascara on somebody, I'm using a disposable wand and I'm throwing it out. If I'm doing a lip product, I'm going to use a disposable wand and I'm going to throw it out. Those are Mm -hmm. things that a lot of people, unfortunately, when they see me, Mm -hmm. they typically say, why are you spraying your products? I spray everything as I go along because I'm sanitizing my products to protect my clients. And I think that. You didn't ask me this question, but that is something that's missing in the industry. I think everybody should have some sort of background in safety and sanitation, especially right now with COVID. If you're going someplace and you don't see a makeup artist spraying every product that she's using before, after, she's not using disposable wands, she doesn't have on a mask, a face shield, etc. That's Mm -hmm. not something you should really be going to.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's something to definitely consider and look out for. Um, You talk about the foundation and, um, you know, kind of setting up the face. And like, is there is there things that people should do? Like, have you had to turn clients away because of their foundation that they came in with? Like, is there a way that you can say, well, maybe you can treat your face this way before you come? You know, then I can treat you like no, I don't know how that works.
1: I don't necessarily turn people away. Now there was one time that I was on set, and I'm professional at all times, but I went, and it actually was a male model, and he came in, and he had like two ridiculous co- cold sores on his lip. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like listen, I know everybody <laughs> get cold sores. I've never experienced it before, but I know <laughs> that everybody has their thing or whatever. And so for me, bruh.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so for me we weren't touching it. I didn't touch it. And so <laughs> for me, I, you know, as far as his face, like I got you on that. But when I had to, you know, take a wand, even though it was disposable, there was things, you know, I put it on, I always use a palette and a spatula. So I took my product, I dipped it out, put it on my pat on my um palette. And I dipped the wand in it and I handed it to him and asked him if he could, you know, apply the lip product or whatever. That's something that I don't feel comfortable. I'm not doing that. So things like that. But when people come in and they have, that's another reason why I think that you should have some sort of skincare background. There's so many clients that come in for me and I can address different skin concerns. So unfortunately, when it comes to women, we're our own worst critic. And so... I always tell my clients, look, you're not going to talk about my client in my presence, but I'm telling them that about themselves because mm-hmm. women, when they sit down in my chair, the first thing that they say is, oh, girl, you got to excuse me because these dark circles and I don't know why I'm peeling around my nose or I got this psoriasis. Or They always mm-hmm. tell me every problem that they have. It's kind of like they want to point it out before I can.
0: Right. So <laughs> I'm like,
1: don't worry about it. Skincare is my background so I can recognize things. And sometimes. There's things that are going on with women and they truly don't know the cause behind it. They haven't gone to see an esthetician. They haven't gone to a dermat, you know, a dermatologist. So there's things that I can say, you know what? Have you noticed that your nose is really peeling around? You know, and they'll be like, yeah, it's been doing that for the last couple of years. I'm not sure what that's from. And I'll be able to say, well, it looks like you actually are suffering from eczema. You're suffering from a little bit of dermatitis. You're suffering from. So there's different things, different skin concerns that women have when they come in. And because my background is skin care, there's different products that I have that I can use that will actually not necessarily treat that condition, but I can kind of treat and cover it up for the night so that they can go to their event, etc. But while I'm doing that, I can also educate them and let them know what products they need to be using. Or I'll say you may want to go to a dermatologist. That's going to require a prescription, mm-hmm. things of that nature. And I just, you know, a lot of times I'm just realistic with people. You know, sometimes people will come in and I'm like, also oh, you know, what's your event tonight? What would you like to look, you know, what would you like to look like? And they'll be like, oh, I like your look. I want to look like you. Um, well, if you coming in looking like we'll, we'll be go, <laughs> bird, we look very different. So the reality is that's not gonna happen. But I'm gonna make you the best version of you that I can possibly, you know, get to. And see, that's basically what I do.
0: Now see you done moved ahead. That's one of the questions I'm gonna get back to. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanna know, um we want to educate people. And so, I, I, you know, maybe there's some women on here that want to get better at their craft and, you know, and, and want to learn more about makeup. So how do you put together a portfolio and like, what should be included in that?
1: As far as a makeup portfolio for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that again goes, that's a personal preference. Okay. And so for, it, it depends on the goal. So if you're doing, If you dope at drag makeup and that's what you want to do, your portfolio needs to reflect that. For me, my portfolio reflects exactly what I'm telling you. Skincare is my focus. So I want people to know that, oh, I can glam you out and I can do that. But a majority of my portfolio is skin looking like skin. You can tell that they have on makeup sometimes. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes, so it's an in between. But for me, I like for people to be able to see my aesthetic. I want them to see the type of makeup artist that I am, and I want it to truly represent me and my brand. So, for instance, I work with um, Steve White is the photographer that I work with. Steve's clientele does not always reflect um, my aesthetic. And so sometimes he'll have clients who come in and, you know, they're younger and they want to be more trendy. And I'll have to say to them, you know, did Steve send you my portfolio? Did Steve send you my website so that you can see my work? And a lot of times I say that because they're asking me to do something that doesn't represent me. And that's where I draw the line. I won't do it. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll say like, Oh, well, you know, well, do you have the 26 millimeter lashes? That's something that's not my aesthetic. I'm not going to put something on you and you look like you're flying away or you have a tarantula on your lid. That's not my thing. If that's your thing, go ahead and do that. And that is a trend that is very popular right now. Yeah, I see. And so for me, Sometimes that will cross the line where somebody will come in for a photo shoot and they sell those lashes. If they sell those lashes, then sometimes I'll make an exception and I'll say, well, you're promoting your product. So I'll go ahead and put the lashes on. But I make sure to tell Steve, don't tag me in that photo because Mm -hmm. that's my aesthetic. So when people look on the Web for me, I want them to see what represents me and what represents me is a nice, clean face. It's going to look like skin. It's not going to be caked up. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be a more natural look. If you want your eyes banging and this and that, or if it's editorial, I can push the limit and go there as well. But nine times out of 10, if you're coming to me for who I am and the aesthetic and what I bring is simple, clean and not that.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. Wow. I'm learning so much. Like I said, I personally don't know anything about this (laughs) topic, so I'm definitely learning. I'm shutting up and I'm listening.
1: Actually do, because you know what you want your wife to look like. And you are a person who doesn't mind picking up the phone to say, sis, I don't want her to have on a bunch of makeup, (laughs) you know, and most so most men and husbands kind of say that. Um, And they'll say, oh, I I just want to make sure, you know, I don't really fool with makeup and I don't really like it. But if she want to get it done and I appreciate that because I'm actually a lot of husbands and boyfriends best friend because they'll say, well, I didn't like makeup before, but I like what you do because Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to apply a whole different face. I don't want your woman to come home and you'd be like, well, where is my wife? You know what I'm saying? I want her to be the best version of her possible. I want to reveal what's already there, not apply a whole different human being. I just don't think, unless that's the goal, If you're if you're trying to apply drag makeup, hey, by all means, that's the goal. Let's go there. But if you're not, I just don't think that it's necessary.
0: Gotcha. 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 Now I wanna ask you a question. I know as a a music artist, um, people can identify me by my sound. And mm-hmm. so I wanna know as a makeup artist, are there is there do you get to a point where people can say, Oh, that's Keisha, what y'all say, beat beat that phase or whatever y'all say? Like do just, <laughs> you become Keisha identified I, by I your used, work? I
1: used to be blending that beat, but I'm just Keisha Roper now. But <laughs> the funny thing about that is, yes. So for me, it's funny because a lot of times people will inbox me and I'll do somebody that ends up on a cover of a magazine or whatever the case might be, or, or they'll be on the news and they'll screenshot it and they'll be like, oh, sis, I know this is you. This got to be your work. This is amazing. And I ask that all the time, like, how did you know? And they just like, I don't know. It was just so clean. Everything was was blended. You know, there's cer- certain artists that I know by the eyebrow or mm. certain artists that I know based on... The contour of the nose. For me, I always ask people that because I don't think that I have that one thing that's consistent and everybody is like, no, you absolutely know your work because of the blend. It's blended effortlessly and whatever. So I guess people can tell, but I can't. I I haven't found my thing, but (laughs) apparently apparently
0: it is one, right? Got you, got you. That's what's up. Uh, Shout out Ace Boogie, Sophia Wilder, David Williamson, Andre Douglas, Trasier Kennedy, uh, man, Denise Haskins. A lot of people are chiming in and uh, we may have to bring you on here every night. But uh let me continue. Um, <laughs> no, so I'm gonna, never on anything. <laughs> nobody ever
1: sees me, so
0: ah. <laughs> they
1: probably like, what yeah. does she sound like?
0: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so um I wanna get into fees and charging and those type of things. So how do you charge? What are the uh, various services that you provide? And is it like hourly or per person or what is what are all the factors that play into what you charge and how you charge
1: so it really kind of depends i have pretty much a base fee of what a full face would cost and for me i am an artist who i do full face only i don't know if that's just a milwaukee thing because until i came back to milwaukee i had never heard of a half face before and I, i was like what what is a half face, you know, and that's when they come in and they just want their eyes and their brows done with a lip. They don't want any foundation on. I'm, I'm not doing that. So for me, if I can't complete your entire face and give you a look that represents me, I'd rather not have you as a client at all. There's a lot of people who do half face. I'm not knocking you do your thing. That's not me. So for me, my base fee is for a full face and it's typically natural glam. So if somebody came in and they wanted my face, that's my base fee. If they want their eyes to be banging, we're going to add on about $15, $20 for that because it's going to take me more time. If it's for photography makeup, which is a little bit different, that's going to be a different fee and it's going to be more. If you're coming in and it's multiple people, I ain't discounting you because it's multiple (laughs) people, it's taking up more of my time. So for me, it's a time thing. Now, a lot of people will come to me and they'll say, Why do you charge what you charge? You know, you can you know, you can charge more than that. I basically charge what I feel is fair. So Mm -hmm. for me, I base it off of the products that I use. I base it off of the sanitation products that I spend a lot of money on. I base it on the lashes. So I kind of calculate what the cost for me would be per face and I kinda go from there. And of course you do want to keep it kind of what the industry standard is. For me, actually in the city of Milwaukee, I actually think I'm a little bit on the lower end. Okay. Uh, not really. I'm I'm not super low, but I'm not super high. Some people just charge money just because they can. They can. Uh, right. And I yeah, I just choose not to do that because yeah, I just try to be fair to my clients and I can say that I'm extremely blessed. I probably have more clients than I have time for, so.
0: Yeah, oh, that's what's up. I'm just fair. I heard that. Well, that's good. That's That speaks a lot about your character because like you said, I'm sure you're at the level now where you can charge more if you wanted to, but because you're still, you know, keeping it fair, and I appreciate that about you. Um, So does your job...
1: Now, there are some standards, where (laughs) some some situations where I got to hit you up over over the head a little
0: bit, but for my
1: everyday clients and my everyday clients, because people always say like, why are you still in Milwaukee? Why aren't you a celebrity makeup artist? That's never really been my goal. I could do that in a heartbeat, and I've actually passed up doing tours and things of that nature for me. My celebrities are my regular everyday clients. That's my bread and butter. Those are the people that I appreciate. I love learning about people. I love helping people. Most of my job, I would say, is I'm really a psychiatrist, I would say, because that's a majority of my job. That's what I do most of the day.
0: Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now, again, now I'm coming from a background where I don't know anything about this. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's let say you get a person that calls you and um, they're like, well, I, you, you ask, you have a consultation with them and you're asking them what kind of look are they going for? And they don't really have answers. They don't really know what they're looking for. How do you deal with that type of like, what's the next step? Like if someone that doesn't is not sure of what they need or what looks good on them or what they are going for.
1: So for me, I don't even do consultations um, and mm. I don't because I do this. This is what I do. So. I'm the expert in this field. You're coming to me because you've seen my work, you've seen what I do, and you trust me as an artist. So I'm not going to consult with you on anything, except for if it's a bride or something like that, or if it's a photo shoot and we're doing that. But if it's an everyday person, nine times out of ten, they don't know what they want they just know that they want to look better than what they came in looking like. And so most of the time people will come in and they sit out and they say, okay, I'm going to the black and white ball tonight. This is the dress that I'm wearing. I'm wearing this hair. And what, what do you think we should do? So from there, I kind of ask questions as far as, you know, what are you going for? You know, do you normally wear makeup or do you normally not? Because first of all, I don't want to push anybody too far outside of their comfort zone because when you look at yourself and you have a lot of makeup on and you're coming from, you've never worn it before or anything. Sometimes it's a shock. So I want to give you baby steps depending Hmm. on where you, I want to meet you where you are. And so a lot of times I'll just ask people, you know, What are you going for tonight? Are you going for extreme glam? You know, what's the go? Sometimes people will tell me, like, listen, I'm going to this event. I broke up with my boyfriend. He gonna be there with his new broad. I'm sure. (laughs) All right, girl, I got you. We about to step this thing all the way up. You know, sometimes it might be, you know, I'm just going to a wedding. I want to make sure that I'm not outshining the bride. I don't really wear makeup. So most of the time, it's just with me interacting with my clients, asking them questions, and then I can kind of go from there based off of my area of expertise.
0: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I'm sure one of the things that help make you successful is the fact that you have a, you're very personable, a great personality. And, you know, I'm sure relationships are key in this business because, you know, that's kind of what keeps people coming back to you as well as keep referrals coming in.
1: Absolutely. Um, like I said, as being a psychiatrist, like when I have done um, celebrity clientele, like whether they're a reality star or things of that nature, a lot of people want to come back as a repeat client because they've been in my chair and they didn't have to hide the fact that they were on FaceTime with uh super popular NBA star, and this is a relationship that you're not really supposed to be in because he booed up, whatever, you're never going to hear that from me. What happens right. in my chair stays in my chair. I don't care if you're a celebrity or if you're a regular, everyday person, whatever. Whatever we talk about, no one is ever going to be able to go outside of my studio and somebody say, ooh, well, Keisha told me. <clears throat> oh, she did
0: hmm.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of good, juicy information that I'm going to take to the grave with me. Right right
0: yeah, Jesus one day. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this i know primarily of course women are getting makeup done but as it relates to males um like what how many males do you deal with it is this something that they're hesitant about or is it something that you that they actually need when doing a photograph a photo shoot you know how do you go about addressing males that don't want it or either need it
1: <laughs> so the funny thing about that is i say when it comes to photography makeup everybody needs it. Um, and you know, of course y'all on here looking off fly. Y'all woke up like this, but if you had a photo shoot, a photo that is HD, 4k, etc., it's is going to pick up absolutely every single flaw and imperfection that you have. And that's basically the difference between photography, makeup, stage, makeup, natural makeup so if you were going on tv if you were going to do a photo shoot things of that nature we want you to look as flawless as possible so my application is basically to wipe out any imperfections it's not to make you somebody else so if you were doing stage makeup the pigment is going to be a lot heavier stage makeup is to be seen from the stage way far away. So I'm going to have a much heavier application. My products are going to be different. But if you're doing photography makeup, I need all of my products to be HD quality so that you don't have that flashback. I know you guys have seen the pictures of the whole reverse raccoon where it'd be like the big white underneath the eyes. And it's like, what happened to her? Mm -hmm. She didn't know what she was doing. Well, I'm not going to say she didn't know what she was doing, but her products were not... um, HD compatible. And so there was flashback. So when you're doing photography or things of that nature, you want to have somebody who has the education behind them to use the proper products for that application. So like for you guys, I might say, oh, well, I know when the camera hits him because he has on glasses or because whatever the case might be, there's a little bit of darkness underneath. So I'm just going to lightly apply some concealer And just knock out that imperfection or just make sure that the color actually presents well on camera. And so I do that very well when it comes to males, because nine times out of 10, um, most men will sit in the chair and their their hesitation is like, uh yeah so uh my wife told me I needed to have this makeup but you know I'm just trying to make sure that I still look like uh they don't know how to say it and I'm like you still want to look masculine you don't and, you know I'm just not trying to like listen right. I got you you know so I I make sure that you still look Exactly like you. I'm just covering up the imperfections. And I basically try to make men comfortable and just let them know you're not the first man that I've ever done. And if you look at a magazine cover, you're going to see Jay-Z has on makeup. Diddy has on makeup. They all do. But you don't know that they do because it was applied properly. And that's the point
0: makeup got you I ain't gonna lie it, it can be uncomfortable and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, when we went to on the our family was on the family feud show and they you know what no no question about it you had to get makeup and so yeah. we all had to sit down and I'm sitting there just like, oh Lord, like I'm I'm gonna try my best to wipe this off before when of why I ain't looking. <laughs> but uh <laughs> But that turned
1: out, yeah, because men feel like makeup, like, oh my God, you're gonna be able to see that. And the whole goal is for you not to see it. When women come to me and they get their face done, a lot of them will say, I want a no makeup, makeup look. So I'm applying, I'm applying a whole bunch of makeup to them, but the way that I'm blending it out and I'm sharing it out with different products, the primer I'm putting on underneath it, the setting spray that I'm putting on top, I want to make it look like you woke up like that. Like a lot of times people will say like, oh my God, Beyonce is so beautiful and flawless. She is, but it's funny because a lot of people be like, yeah, she has on no makeup. And I'm looking like, I definitely see she has some brow pomade. I definitely see her mascara. I see she has on some uh, concealer. I see the contour in her nose. I see the gloss. So I can name 10 different products that she has on. And everybody's like, oh, she woke up. She's so beautiful. She has on nothing like girl. (laughs) Lies. She does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, while you're right there, uh, speak to some of the brands. Now, I know they're not paying you to speak to these brands, but can you speak to some brands that you use and like are there variations in product like hypoallergenic, you know, for skin issues or, you know, for different ethnicities? Do you use different products and that type of thing?
1: So for me, I try to use products that are just skin friendly and that I love, period. Um, Now, again, like I said, it's a difference if somebody comes to me and they say, hey, I'm going to be in a play tonight, okay? Then I'm going to be using a different product. So I might use RCMA or I might use Mayron, which is created for theater or created for stage. Besides that, I just use products that I love and I like to support, um, black owned businesses. So like one of my, this is probably dirty, but it this look ugly, it's actually clean. But like this is one of my foundation products. This is AJ Crimson. AJ Crimson, I absolutely love and adore. I've been rocking with him since the very beginning. He's actually one of the um makeup artists that I've been following since I was, I can't even tell you when. He's a black makeup artist as well, but he came out with a product line that I absolutely love. Um Danessa Myricks, also another black-owned makeup artist. So for me, I do try to support my people, um, but I support my people only if they have great products. Yeah. Uh, what else do I like? NARS is another one. This is this is not black on. You can find this in Sephora or whatever, but it's actually good because it's a foundation. Um, it's called Natural Radiance, and that's exactly what it gives off. So I could put Natural Radiance on any one of you males, and you wouldn't look like you had on a bunch of makeup. It would actually, I can sheer it out, um, and it'll basically look like skin. So for me, I use products that basically go, um, they go with my aesthetic. Right. So I want the skin to look like skin. So I need a product that if I need it to be full coverage, it'll give me full coverage, but I can definitely shear it down and I can just make it look completely like skin. If that's what I needed to do.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Ain't nobody else yeah. Ain't paying me enough for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Real quick. I see some more, uh, viewers on here. I just want to shout out Jamie Boston, uh, Derek Scruggs, Peter DeVille. We got men on here. Darren Nathaniel, Chernee Woods, my niece, what's up, baby? Minister Marvin Weaver, K- Cameron Carson, Jerea Johnson, Naya Gadsden, Camille Monk. Hey, y'all. But uh, yeah, we talking to Miss Keisha Roper, and she's just giving us the breakdown on uh, the art of makeup because, again, there's so much that goes on, and it's, it's more than just applying stuff to your face. So um, she's just been breaking down a lot, and we appreciate her for that. I do want to ask you, uh, can you duplicate, like, a makeup look. So somebody says they come to you and they see something in the magazine. They're like, Keisha, I want you. To, I want to do this. Can you duplicate makeup looks?
1: Okay. So first of all, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> hate it with passion. But the answer to it is actually yes. Um, yes, we kind of. Yeah. So here's the thing. Most of the time, people come to me and they'll say, "Hey, I want this eye look. I don't care about anything else." And they come to me with an eye look that is a girl that has this just ginormous lid space, all these colors, and they have these teeny tiny like Asian-ish eyes. No, I'm not doing that because that is not going to translate on you the same way that it translates on her. So that's why I typically try to ask people questions about what the goal for the night is. How do you want to look? I can make you the best version of yourself. But if nine times out of 10, if a person gives me a picture, I'll say, you know what, I'm going to translate that picture to be the best for you. And here's the reason why. And I typically will point it out and they'll say, oh, I didn't think about that. So that's another reason why I always say makeup artists should have some sort of education behind themselves, because. What a lot of people do because they see, oh, I can make some money off of this. They go on YouTube and they get really good at doing their face. And then next thing you know, Bonquisha is a makeup artist charging $25 a face out here with <laughs> Walmart uh, products. And she don't know how to sanitize a damp on thing. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And she just messing you all the way up. And the thing is, I tell people to be careful who you watch on YouTube. YouTube is a great tool. I probably should watch it more, but I cannot contour my face the same way that I would contour your face. You have to really understand what you're doing when it comes to contouring and trying to make something recede and highlighting and actually bringing something forward and highlighting that specific feature. Because if I highlighted my if I highlighted and contoured my face the same way that I did yours, I would. Be trying to say, make my nose look a little bit slimmer, I can make it look wider because I'm copying somebody off the uh, of oh, Instagram. That's face. I'm sorry.
0: Shirt. Keisha, can you back up maybe five seconds? We just had a freeze. You said you oh, no, I'm out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but if I contour you the same way that I contour myself, I would be basically doing the exact opposite of what I'm, I'm trying to accomplish. So instead of making the nose skinnier, I could make it appear larger because I really don't understand the concept behind highlighting and contouring. You can't just copy somebody else and put the lines everywhere that they put their lines because that's not your face shape. That's not your eye shape, so you can't just recreate something from somebody else because God didn't give you the face that He gave somebody else. So what Mm -hmm. I'm going to do is I'm going to make you the best version of you, and we're going to work on what God gave you, and we're going to bring those features out. So that's what I typically try to do. All that recreating, no thanks. Yeah,
0: that's good stuff. That stood out to make you. The best version of yourself. I think everybody should appreciate that. Um, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, I, I know I told you we we're going to be here 30 minutes and uh, we're starting to kind of go over that term. And, w- and I got a couple more questions for you. What <laughs> okay. you looking like on time since you got you want to take these questions or can we bring you back? Which 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 way you want to go with it?
1: It does not matter to me. But hey, all I'm saying is the people don't really see me. So why you got me? You better <laughs> ask.
0: Questions Come on. We're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going. If y'all have any questions, make sure you ask it while you have a chance. <laughs> so scheduling, let's talk scheduling. Um, how do you typically schedule your day and how many can you d- handle in a day? And um, do you ever do like more than one at a time where you may start this phase and go to the next? And like what does a typical day look like for you?
1: No, I definitely would not overbook myself and do more than one at a time. Like I said, my clients are my celebrities and I'll try to give my clients my absolute all. So I am a makeup artist that will... And hear me and hear me clear, people. I don't a party that will cancel your butt in a heartbeat if you are more than 15 minutes late. I don't play when it comes to my time because I don't play with other people's time. So if you come in and you're 18 minutes late, that means each and every person that I do for the rest of the day is gonna be 18 minutes late. So I don't play that. So when I schedule myself, it depends on the time of the year, depends on what I'm going through personally, et cetera. But I typically will, I know that a face depending on if they just want a regular natural full face glam or if they want something extreme, it's going to take me anywhere from 40 to 60 minutes to do that face. So I typically will block off that amount of time, plus an additional 15 to 30 minutes after. Right now, lately, due to COVID, I've been blocking off like an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes per person just because I want to make sure that I am completely sanitizing absolutely everything. So now I have to Lysol down the chairs and Lysol. So I have to do a lot of extra prep as far as scheduling is concerned now. Um, And that's just so that I can keep my clients safe. Um, When it comes to doing two people at one time, the only time that I will do two people at one time is if I have an assistant and I have somebody in my chair and I have somebody in my assistant's chair that my assistant is doing. And typically the assistant can do a full face. They may just need a little bit of assistance with one thing or another or just say, hey, I can't get this lash on because their eyes are watering. Can you step over? Things of that nature. That's the only time that I'll do Um Two people, and then I forgot what dangon question
0: was. What'd you say now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you answered it. Just basically okay. asking, <laughs> you know, if you do more than one at a time. And then I was gonna ask you about assistance too, and you spoke to that too. So God is speaking to you. You're already ahead again. <laughs> now yeah, I'm gonna throw this. Doing. I'm gonna I'm I'm throw a curve, but now I don't know if this has ever happened. But what happens? How do you handle like if you're sick on a booking day? Like if something if something comes up where you're not able to you know, uh, go through with your commitment because you may be ill or some emergency takes place or whatever.
1: So here's the deal. Keisha does not cancel. And anybody can tell you that I I really, truly don't. So I have had, um, praise God, I typically stay pretty healthy and I take pretty good care of myself. Um, But I can recall, this was maybe about two years ago, I got a really, really, really bad flu. And I ended up that same week. I think I had three brides that week. And I was like, Lord Jesus, I don't know what to do because I feel like crap. So what I ended up doing was I contacted my brides and I said, listen, I know this is your special day. You cannot get this day back. You've entrusted me with this day. I have assistance that I can send your way and they can, you know, do your makeup. I know they're not me, but they can get the job done. So I'm going to give you a choice. I am sick. I can wear a mask. And I can come and do your face sick, but that is risk I am going to put on you. So you can tell me, do you want my assistant or do you want me? Unfortunately, all of them chose me. Only one of them got sick, but <laughs> you know, I just I showed up. You know, typically, you know, I'm a woman of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So if I've committed to doing your wedding, if I've committed to doing your face just on a regular day or whatever the case might be, I'm going to show up. If I get sick, which is very rare, I'm going to contact you prior to and say, Hey, this is the situation. I'm going to put it on you. Do you want me to show up or do you not? So i put that on the client.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, you have a, a comment here and it's actually from my mother, Linda or hey. It's In- interesting topic. And Keisha is answering the questions with full knowledge of her craft with excellence. Love your smile. Such a beautiful young lady. Oh, thank you, mama. (laughs) So, um, I want to ask you just a couple more questions. We'll wrap on up. Um, what is your ultimate goal or some goals that you like to reach?
1: Um, as far as makeup is concerned, that changes like daily. Mm -hmm. Um, what I would eventually like to do is create some sort of line, some sort of makeup line or a skincare line, um, But a lot of people have asked me to collaborate and that's something that I just I choose not to do. Um, And the reason why I say that is a lot of times people will just say a lot of people love you. A lot of people love your brand. You should start a YouTube. You're super funny. We can put your name on something and it'll just sell like hotcakes. For me, I really love makeup. I love skincare. I love the craft. I love the education behind it. I'll spend my money to educate myself and take a course from somebody. I don't care if they brand new to the game and don't hardly, people think they don't know what they're doing. I feel like I can learn from anybody, you know? So for me, when it comes to a brand, I feel as though it has to be innovative. It has to be something new. And so I don't want to slap my name on a product that's already out there is doing the same thing as everybody else is doing. I want to do something that's going to fix a void in the market. So if as a makeup artist, I have discovered that a product doesn't work right. Or if I've discovered that, dang, I wish we had a product that would do XYZ. I wish these foundations, the undertones were better. I wish I want to fix something that isn't there and and give people that. So mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of something that I've been saying that I wanted to do. I just need to really kind of focus on which aspect that I would like to go into. But the goal is to create something that's not there.
0: OK, OK, cool, cool, cool. That's exciting. And I'm sure you're going to reach that goal. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. What do you... Last question. Mm-hmm. I promise this is the last question. <laughs> what do you want to be remembered? What do you want to be remembered? And this doesn't have to have anything at all to do with makeup, but just as a person, you know, when you leave this earth, what do you want people to remember and say about Keisha Roper?
1: Um. Well, what I think people would say about me right now is that I poured a lot into people. I give my absolute awe to almost everybody. Um, And I'm genuine. I have integrity behind what I do. And that is extremely important to me. And um, yeah, I'm just a woman of integrity and I give my all. Yeah. If somebody wanted to define Keisha, I would hope that they would be able to say like she was love because that's what I typically try to
0: give to everybody. Absolutely. And uh, man, and I know I just said that that was going to be the last question, but <laughs> I just read a comment in the comment section. It didn't come from me. So you, if you want to take this question, I'll ask it. But I wanted to wrap up with that question because I was going somewhere. But I I do want to acknowledge Treseri Kennedy. She says, do you offer classes for a person who would like to learn how to do their own faces?
1: So I used to offer more one-on-ones right now due to COVID. I'm not actually doing a lot of that. Um, I'm very selective on my clientele right now because, yeah, I don't trust it. I don't want it. And I'm good on that. But you definitely can inquire um, on my website. And when it when it is time for me to start offering more one on ones, I'll be more than happy to um, contact you back and let you know. www.KeishaRoper.com.
0: Yeah, that was my last thing. What What's the social media handles? Where can people follow you and, and uh, just continue to keep up with you?
1: I'm Keisha Roper everywhere. It's very consistent everywhere on every platform. So my website, KeishaRoper.com, my uh, Facebook, Keisha Roper or Keisha Roper Makeup Artistry on Instagram. Keisha Roper, M-U-A, but you put in Keisha Roper, it's going to pop up
0: gonna pop up. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a great, great segment. I appreciate your time and your knowledge and just even your ability. To, I mean, your, your willingness to share this information because, you know, this is information that people will pay for. And the fact that you were willing to share it and just to bless people and to come on our podcast and help us to educate people. You know, don't take it lightly because we know you are the real deal. You do what you do and we appreciate you. But uh on a personal note, you know, we've been knowing each other for a long time Um, and our families have connected, intertwined. And, you know, so I'm just thankful to still be connected to you. And of course, your husband, my brother, you know, I love y'all. And uh my wife, she, she, she speaks highly of you, loves you as well. And Thank just you, I, I just you know, I can speak to the fact that you've been consistent, just like you are in your work, you know, been integral, just like you are in your work. So that goes a long way because you've been the same way since the day I met you. And I appreciate that about 24 you. Twenty four years in, in ago. Twenty four. Oh, la, la. I'm still <laughs> trying, to, trying to stay young on them. Excuse <laughs> you Don't tell them how long. <laughs> But Yeah. So we thank you. Um, this podcast, uh, will be available on Apple music. It is well the next couple of days. We'll upload the audio only from here and it'll be available if you would like to share it with your uh, network of people as well as um, those of you that are still online. I want you to, Hey, Dana Rice. Um, I want you all to, um, subscribe. I want you to uh, share, join us. Uh, it takes a lot to to make this happen. And uh, again, we're doing this for you. And um, so that we can continue to educate our people. And there's anybody that wants to grow. Um, this is just another platform for you to get that information. So uh, Monday through Friday, um, 10 o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Central. Uh, what's that? Seven o'clock PST? Yeah. But I need y'all to go online, go on my page, Mario J. Brown. If you don't want to forget when it happens, you know, I know how we are. We get busy, and like, oh, I, f- I wanted to watch it, but I forgot. So in order to not forget R.O.J. Brown Music with a K on Facebook, subscribe to my music page on that page you will get a notification every time we go live just like we did tonight those people that are connected there they got a notification that said they are live now with our guests and you saw keisha roper and um again we've had some phenomenal phenomenal guests people that have dealt with you know just just the top of the top of the they're at the top of their game and so we're bringing it to you tomorrow we have a photographer that's going to be on here. So if you know a photographer, make sure you tag them, make sure they're uh, online so we can talk about lenses. And this guy has been uh, a professional. He's been in the industry for, uh, I want to say, 35, 40 years. I mean, he's, he's a true professional, so I'm excited to talk to him. So, again, you uh, um, check us out. James, I appreciate you, brother. I know you're going through some technical difficulties tonight. My man, is um, he had to travel. He's a pastor. And one of his uh, members ended up going out of town, and I believe he had to go and see about him. So I respect that, and he still was able to make this podcast happen, as you can see, in his hotel room. Although we um, had some audio uh, complications on his end, we appreciate you, bro. And, um, you know, it's going to continue to get better. And... uh, That's all we got for you. Like I said, I'm excited, man, because it's on Apple Podcasts. When I saw the notification that it it was approved and they downloaded, man, I got it, man. I I, I subscribe myself. So I want you to go and do the same thing. Go to Apple Music Podcasts and search MJB Music with JB Podcasts and just subscribe and tell your friends about it and your family. But that's all we got. James, you got any last words? Did you come in yet? (laughs) <laughs> look at him scrambling uh uh uh, uh no <laughs> that's all we got for you man until next time thank y'all you for your time and um enjoy your evenings good night